0: This is Ireland's 100-102 Today FM
1: Polling is less than 72 hours away and the final poll of the campaign shows the Finnegall's lead is back shrinking again while Michal Martin's star is on the rise but can he possibly catch up in time? Good evening, Gavin Riley here again. The Today FM studios in Dublin now just three days from polling in election 2016. It is another daily wrap-up from the campaign trail. This is Today FM's Election Daily and it is all about the debate tonight. But before we get to that, a couple of other pieces of news from the trail. Firstly today, Enda Kenny was asked to expand on his plans for a citizens' convention on abortion and in particular, who would chair it.
0: I struggle with this myself. I do. Our society has changed. Its values have changed courageous women have come forward. But the Eighth Amendment is there for 33 years. It's divided Irish society, polarized it on a number of occasions. I want this depoliticized, dealing with the morality of it, the legality of it, the personal sensitivities. Work with the expert group, which I would expect would be chaired by an appropriate woman.
1: There's been quite a lot of discussion following that, specifically about exactly who or what an appropriate woman might be. Fianna Fáil, meanwhile, was outlining plans for mandatory, although opt out, private pensions when Sean Fleming entertained the question of who Fianna Fáil's prospective coalition partners might be.
0: The Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party front bench have been clear that we have said we will not
1: go into government with Fianna Gael or with Sinn Fein and being practical. Who else are we talking about? And I've just said those as a possibility. We have been in government successfully with Labour in the past. Well, I'm not going to mention Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael is an option between now and polling day. And it's not what we were saying. I've given you the Fianna Fáil option. Our preference is Labour, Social Democrats, Renewer, And that's the campaign we're fighting. So the four the of you,
2: the, pa- the three parties have We've give,
1: we, we We have said we're not going into government with Fianna Gael and campaign. That's clear. By the way, before I forget, Enda Kenny also appeared on the 6-1 News last night after I finished this podcast and offered this more fulsome apology for what's now been called Windergate.
0: It's just a local issue in the town. And no you, offence you was meant, and I apologise. You didn't mention me, you did when you made the remarks. I was indeed in more mea culpa, yeah. and I'm i sorry about that, and and my own. And yesterday, answer. you had an opportunity to withdraw or clarify, and you said you stood over what yeah, you said. Yeah, m- maybe sometimes you think that everybody knows what you're talking about. It was about a couple of fail councillors who've had a who've had a, a, a tendency to talk down their own town, and I don't like that. So, so, so my apologies. I mean,
1: but the morning was somewhat clouded by an opinion poll, the very last one of the campaign, from Red Sea and Paddy Power. It was taken between Thursday and Sunday, so it was the most recent one of the lot and its comparisons were with the Sunday Business Post poll taken three days previously. Now, it had Fine Gael unchanged at 30%, Fianna Fáil up 2 to 20%, Sinn Féin down 1 to 15%, labor down 1 to 7 and the rest on 28 The significant shift within that bulk being for independents who gained a couple of points. Again, Enda Kenny had some fairly sturdy responses.
0: Fianna Fáil and Mihal Martin shamed this country when the Troika came here. We've been able to send them packing. Fiona Foyle and Michal Martin gave away our credibility. They gave away our good name. They gave away our very sovereignty. We've restored all three.
1: Joan Burton, meanwhile, was slightly revising her position, having previously said people wouldn't make up their minds until the week of polling, i. e. now, she now says she'll only make up she now says people will only make up their minds on the way to the polling station.
2: When the election was on in England, the polls turned out to be wrong uh, because of people who were shy of saying uh, what they, who they were actually going to vote for, uh, but also because an awful lot of people didn't make up their mind until literally as they were going uh, to the polling station.
1: Fianna Fáil's Michael McGrath posited the prospect of his party catching up to Fine Gael by polling day. It's not impossible. I think the Irish people like an underdog. I think they like the fact that we're giving a message that resonates, that we're speaking to the values of many of the people that we're meeting, values of fairness and decency in public services. And we're not going to favour the wealthiest in society above and beyond the needs of a homeless person or someone with a disability or a child with special needs. That's not the Fianna Fáil way, and I think people support us in that. And Sinn Féin, meanwhile, was denying that Gerry Adams is being hidden. Here's Pierce Doherty.
0: He'll be on the leaders' debate later on tonight, and the message... It's very clear it's about policies. And this is what the choices are, and this is it's not about individuals, it's not about personalities, but the country is at a crossroads.
1: Smaller parties were also enthused. Lucinda Creighton's renewal has solidified its 2%. We
2: have been on an upward tra- trajectory in the polls, but look, I mean, the, our margin of error in all of these polls is plus, plus or minus 3 or 4%. So, you know, it's very, very difficult to evaluate how a small party is going to do and uh, how people vote on, on Friday, and we'll see what the results show on, on Saturday. But we're very positive, we're very optimistic And, you know, if if opinion polls decided the outcome of the election, we wouldn't need to vote at all on Friday.
1: And Anne-Marie McNally is among the Social Democrats on 4%. I
2: think we've been consistent in the last number of polls. Um, I think 4% for a party that's only seven months old and with only 14 candidates is a pretty impressive showing. Um, If you break that 4% down amongst 14 constituencies, it's really impressive for such a new party.
1: Now, all those changes are within the margin of error, but there is one other finding in the poll that confirms the momentum that Fianna Fáil is perceived to have built up. In the measure of approval of party leaders' performance, in the last Paddy Power poll taken two weeks ago, Micheál Martin had a positive appraisal of 33% of respondents. In the one published today, it is 54%. He has risen 21 points in two weeks and that by far now makes him the most popular party leader. And given another Ipsos MRBI poll this morning for the Irish Times, has both Enda Kenny and Micheál Martin equally popular as prospective Taoiseach? It means tonight's final debate looks a little bit less like a four-way battle and more like a two-way, heads-on debate. The stakes, then, are very high. And here is what Enda Kenny was predicting for it.
0: Some very important things to say because the people have a very important decision to make on Friday. In my view, it's probably the most critical political decision the Irish electorate will make of the last 40, 50 years because it determines whether our country will go forwards or backwards, whether we will continue the onward path of progress or whether we end up with instability and uncertainty.
1: And indeed, here's what Micheál Martin had to say too. I will focus on the issues, offering constructive solutions to the challenges and the everyday problems that people face in
2: their lives. I think that's been a constant theme of this campaign and we've picked this up that people in different sets of circumstances have real issues in, t- in terms of their daily lives from health to education to childcare to just getting by as families you know I'll be reflecting a lot of that.
1: Now the stakes are quite high for the four people taking part in tonight's debate. For Michal Martin it's a chance to finally cement his burgeoning reputation as a prospective potentially credible Taoiseach in waiting because he's doing so well so far articulating not only the anger that people feel about the failures to ensure the broad recovery and particularly poking holes in Finnegale's slogan about keeping the recovery going uh, but also a credible platform to do something about it. Uh, For Gerry Adams it's a chance to break that kind of duopoly and to convince those beyond the 80,000 who showed up in Dublin on Saturday that there are more options on the table than simply the leaders of what have always historically been the two largest parties in Ireland. For Joan Burton, it's do or die. She inherited the party after Eamon Gilmore saw it go from 19% down to 6 She's occasionally brought it to 9 or 10. Now they're heading back down to 6 again. Labour is now far closer in the polls to the likes of the Social Democrats or the anti-austerity alliance people before profit than it is to the parties it's trying to emulate. It's going to need every last bit of tonight's exposure to positively bridge that gap. But it is arguably for Enda Kenny himself that the stakes are highest. The whole campaign was meant to be about hammering home the argument that there were no other options, that the Shinners were barely reformed terrorists and that Fianna Fáil were economically bankrupt, almost literally, and that any combination of anyone else would be a dangerous leap into the unknown and it just hasn't worked so far. And in a campaign that started with a refusal to discuss economic jargon, and then most recently tripped up when he called the people in Castlebar whingers, the Taoiseach is going to need a big performance. Now interestingly enough, Fine sources today were claiming that they were primed for a good outcome simply because the burden of expectation was now so high on Micheál Martin. Because if all the talk has been of Mihal Martin as a prospective Taoiseach, then they reckon Kenny will fairly effectively exceed those expectations but it does strike me as a little bit unusual to start talking up Micheál Martin, especially if you're a Fine handler. I think the reporting classes might see momentum in him, but the average punter perhaps not so much. So if Kenny exceeds expectations tonight and it comes out as a head-to-head draw, that for me would mean Kenny's last competitive advantage is gone, because with the job of Taoiseach on the line, there would now be two equally credible perceived candidates. Enda Kenny will, quite frankly, have to outright win tonight I think if he is going to make sure that he stops that Fianna Fáil momentum once and for all and so it means there is an awful lot on the line but maybe we'll get a hint in what Enda Kenny is going to say tonight from some saturation advertising that Fine Gael has now taken out online if you go to YouTube or Facebook now you might see some of this ad it really goes back to Fine Gael's square one and faces up directly to Fianna Fáil on its claims about how it would run the
0: economy the people of Ireland will soon go to the polls to vote in the most important election in a generation. Ireland is a very different country from five years ago.
2: November 2010, pressure was mounting on Ireland as the country was on the verge of bankruptcy. But the Fianna led government continued to rubbish talk of a bailout.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not aware of it, nor is Noel. The Celtic tiger's not only dead, it's decomposing.
2: The crash came here with stunning speed. Unemployment doubled in one year alone. An unprecedented property bubble and a banking crisis that left a
1: nation shell-shocked.
0: But as a nation, we did what we are good at. We faced up to the challenges head on. Now the world is looking at Ireland in a new way.
1: Ireland has emerged as one of the stars of the Eurozone economy. And now it has the best rate of growth... But anyway, let's move on. One issue that's been somewhat overlooked throughout this campaign is disability and how each prospective party will try to promote more inclusion of people with disabilities. The Disable Inequality campaign says those people have never been a political priority. Now they are calling for a full Minister for Disability Inclusion, a full Department of State and a seated Cabinet. Juliet Gash went to meet its members. I had a motorbike accident when I was 21 years old. After my rehabilitation, I was institutionalised and uh, lived eight years in a residential home, basically because there were no facilities for me.
2: Owen Collum protested outside Leinster House this morning to remind politicians that there are 600,000 people in Ireland living with a disability and they cannot be ignored. Erin Abbey who's also campaigning with Disable Inequality says they need a disability minister. We're looking for a minister a full minister at the cabinet table of disability. Rachel Creevey has this message for politicians.
1: Recognise people's abilities rather than their disabilities to realise that people can contribute to society and we're not just there in the background.
2: Martin Nocton knows who he won't vote for.
1: I would have always been A strong supporter of Labour and uh, I just could never vote for them again. In two years they destroyed what it took us 25 years as people with disabilities to build up.
2: But Owen Colum's mind still isn't made up.
1: Until Friday morning I won't know what name I'm gonna put down on the ballot paper. I will listen to the leaders debate tonight and I would say to them if you become disabled tomorrow Which party would you suggest I vote for? What services are you going to put in place? It's not an equal society for all, so convince me that you, you want me to vote for you.
2: And Patrick Flanagan says the next government has the opportunity to change their lives for the better. So many of us want to be able to make a meaningful contribution to society. You know, have a job, have a life, have a home and not be dependent on the state but the reality is we are and it's up to the state to change that Juliet Gash, Today FM News, Leinster House
1: And the talking taxi took a day off-road to go along some train tracks this morning Helen Vaughan presumably gave Q all the day off as she went to speak to some commuters about what's grinding their gears
2: From my house to town it's an hour and twenty minutes um, I drive to the train station and then I cycle from the train station to work And an hour twenty from where to where? Um, it's a village in Meath called Kilmessen so it's a long commute how do you find it? Well, it's tough going. Um, I have a young son, he's only 18 months, so I barely get to see him because I'm commuting half the time. This commuter takes three forms of transport from County Meath every morning and knows what he wants from a new government. Originally there was a train line to be set up to go out to our village and uh, that was thrown out the window in the last uh, government because of the crisis they cut all their capital spending on the rail infrastructure. So I'd ask them to relook at that the feasibility study again and see if that would work. And then, if that doesn't work, I'd ask them to put a bus line into our village again.
0: If the weather's not okay, I'll just need to bike at home and get three trains instead, but that's not obviously ideal either. Train to Clonsilla, switch over. Train to Pier Street, switch over, and train to Bowesbridge.
2: This couple says more train services and extra carriages are vital. Oh, it's a nightmare.
0: Barely. can't move.
2: Especially when it gets to, sometimes the heat can be unbearable. But she- People would be close to collapsing.
1: We've seen people collapse on the trains because they're so packed. Nobody likes jamming up beside anybody in the morning. It's like
0: unbearable. Like, people get aggressive coming in the doors. They make sure they get on. Some people you know how the manners because they have to win and they just jump on in front of people. This train is for stuck.
1: Bigger trains in the morning, like it's one of the busiest routes and maybe a bit more like also in the evening times it suddenly goes at about seven o'clock down to
2: one train an hour if it came more like the dark. Just
0: bigger try in small capacity in the mornings it's terrible in the morning. this is the last stop the Dockland service it could do with having a few more trains on you know that would be my only you know like if I finished work early or something there's no train I have to wait on it you know so other than that I think it's an excellent service yeah
2: Helen Vaughan today FM News at Dockland's train station in Dublin
0: couple of other bits to tell you
1: about for the last 24 hours last night the Finnegal TD James Bannon who's known more widely perhaps as Bonkers Bannon ended up getting a Garda escort after a dispute in Ballymahan which Sinn Fein. Paul Hogan. The two were both canvassing when Hogan says he came across Bannon with his pockets stuffed full of Hogan's flyers taken from letterboxes. He also then claims that he found loads of labour flyers for Willie Penrose in the back of Bannon's car. Now, Bannon says it's all a misunderstanding and that one of his canvassers simply was holding a Sinn Féin flyer to read it and was never going to remove it from the letterbox. So he reckons any allegations of flyers being stolen are simply unfounded. Either way, it ended up all getting a bit heated and Bannon being escorted away in a guarded car. Now, another moment from last night, largely funny, albeit not for everyone, was from a constituency debate in Carlo Kilkenny. Casey were hosting a live discussion with all 15 local candidates when Labour's Anne Phelan, the Minister for Rural Affairs, was pressured about the loss of local rural bus services. It's demand led. It's demand led. It's demand yeah. led. It's the people's no, fault. No, I mean, it's not. It's Bus It's Bus Please, though. please, Wait, please, look, one the, voice. That, I'll tell you now, I am just going to give up here now because on far, I came to this oh, man, debate now to tonight. And I came in here. I've been completely ignored. And I tell you now, I'm fed up the whole bloody lot of you.
0: And so, and so, Anne Feelin is taking her her departure from us.
1: And with that, she walked out. This morning, she returned to Casey Alore to explain.
2: Last night, I was tired. I was hungry, and I was extremely frustrated as uh, what was happening around that table. And you know what? I just thought I'd
1: be better off out of here because I felt I wasn't gaining anything. I wasn't being heard. Every time I opened my mouth, I was being shouted at. And one totally off-kilter story, the Journal.ie reporting this evening that Matty McGrath called the Gardaí last week over an incorrect claim in the nationalist newspaper that he was in Fine Gael. The mistake was unfortunately made in the notice of poll. That's an advertisement taken out by the returning officer in Tipperary who did at least get Matty's independent status right when she submitted the advert in the first place. The nationalist says that it was a manual transcription, human error and that there will be a front page apology in the paper tomorrow. Anyway, that is our lot in this pre-debate podcast. G Reilly at todayfm.com or at Gav Reilly on Twitter for any comments or suggestions you want to make. We will leave you with Matty McGrath this evening, Tipperary's second best campaign song merchant with what we think is his third song of 2016, a prolific man, if nothing else. To the tune of Simon and Garfunkel's The Boxer, this is Pizzagate. That's an inside joke. I'm Gavin Riley. We'll see you tomorrow for more They're Election Daily.
0: Politics that never was his way It's not the kind of thing Earned him the reputation that he has today Hard work and toil When somebody's in trouble Matty goes that extra mile and everything gets started, Matty's style. So but, McGrath, independent number one, Matty McGrath. La, 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 Matty McGrath. Oh, they called it Pizzagate, they all found it funny somehow. Who's laughing now? It's election time and Matty can stand tall and proud. He sat inside. 100 to 102
1: Today FM.